0: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care. aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, the podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, director of the center, and I'm here with my colleague, Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. So, we're at part two of our uh, podcast on motor development in infants and toddlers, and today we're going to talk about toddler development. Yes. And their fine and gross motor. And, sort of, also besides what we might see typically, we're also talking about some of the atypical. Maybe development that we want providers to be aware of, so that they can uh, have a sense of what they should possibly talk to parents about in case there is a need for referral or intervention. Right. So, sort of covering the the age group. Now, we we went up to. 12 months, so we're going to look first at the 12 to 18 month old range. Mm-hmm. Cute, cute, cute time. Oh, so much fun. Yeah.
1: And, and continued on the explosion of growth. They're like a sponge. They're soaking up everything. If we think about kids at this age, we see um, some behaviors you know, developing because they are interacting with the world more and they're also figuring out that their behavior can influence others and others' behavior, and so you might see some challenges with just, you know, children kind of exerting their own control a little bit on things, but that's what we want to see. We want to see them just figuring out that they are a little human being that has a say in the world. Mm-hmm. So from 12 to 18 months really what we want to see is that child starting to move forward. We hope that they are by now very savvy craw- crawlers and have al- already been doing the pulling to stand and cruising furniture and also moving taking those steps forward. Um, you know just two to three steps without any assistance is really what we you know ideally want to see mm-hmm. and also a child that's really moving around and they're not going to be superstar walkers at this point they're still going to be a little bit of the weeble wobble kind of um... movement but we really want them to be upright and moving forward and and a red flag would be if we are not you know doing that we're not seeing that child at eighteen months moving forward or you know usually it's around twelve as you said there's a range of what's typical between twelve and sixteen months you know, it can be a range of how savvy your child is going to be at walking, right. but by 18 months, we really need to be seeing them upright and walking.
0: And in terms of motor, we would expect at this point that children would really be able to pick up and bring things to their mouth and, and really be able to manipulate, you know, um, for instance... A little be able to take a ball and put it in a tunnel and have it run through, and mm-hmm. be able to move little more fine, finer items, smaller yes. items with their fingers,
1: yeah, to yep.
0: some degree, mm-hmm. not with complete accuracy, right, but to some degree mm-hmm. and and they may have a preference for their favorite toys they they'll begin to like some things, like mm-hmm. maybe a toy tractor or sure hearing noisy or
1: yeah, yeah. And they're starting to figure out, you know, those cause and effect toys that you can push a certain button and this noise will happen, and you know, you'll see their fingers trying to manipulate those buttons, and and that's what we want to see too, that motor planning, that planning out what they want their body to do and then executing that plan, and that's really important. A, cha- uh, a red flag that would start to be emerging during this time would be a toddler that really is limited and restricted in what they play with they only play with certain things they only play with those things in a certain way the same way all the time as I said, this is an explosion of growth time. You know, we want to see a variety. We want to see curiosity. We want that. You know, we joke about um, a toddler redirection is such a fabulous guidance tool because they're so curious that all you have to do when they're having a meltdown or a sad time is just change the the venue or point out yeah. something different and their mind their body their eyes go to that and that's what we want to see we want to see variety
0: in their lives or even a child who, to even more of an extreme shows no interest in definitely nobody. right we would be really concerned about that at this age mm-hmm. that's just
1: sitting and watching the world go by exactly. we don't want to see that we want that child to be engaged truly engaged yes um, another thing that is Kind of a scary thought, but that toddler is going to start to learn to run. And that's yeah. when you really have to batten down the hatches and know that, boy, there's going to be things that they can get into that can happen in a split second. So once again, making sure that the area is safe around them and that if you do need to you know, look away for a moment, you're going to make sure that there is nothing that they can get into and, and cause damage to themselves or the environment or others when they're um, doing that. So keep an eye out all the time. The cho- uh, As you all know who work with toddlers, toddlers love to climb. Mm-hmm. And that's their job. They're learning to do that motor planning of one, one arm up, bring that leg up, all those types of things. So if you are noticing a child that's climbing unsafe things, they're telling you what they need by their behavior, as we always say. Provide them with opportunities to climb that are safe and positive Good. and that are regular, too. That not just once a day you get the climber out, but if you're going to have that in your setting, have that be a permanent fixture. There's lots of plastic little slides or things that are just really small to put in and having those available at all times so that when the child is climbing on a bookshelf, which is unsafe, you can direct them, Up, oh, this is where you climb. Yep. You know, you climb the ladder to go down the slide
0: or those types mm-hmm. of things. And uh, uh, while we were talking a few moments ago about debate, uh, children at this age being able to use more manipulatives, mm-hmm. we would, again, want to say, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but it, while it might be convenient at times to give the child s- some type of um, screen, mm-hmm. either an iPad or an iPhone, or, because they can use... Those little buttons—they do know how. We want again to uh, make sure that people understand that the, you know, all of the best research uh, would say, no screen time for the first two years. Definitely, even though it can be a temptation Mm -hmm. to sort of give them something to do when we're in a wait situation or whatever. We really don't want them to be being able to manipulating the phones.
1: Right. And that's a flat screen. It's not inter- i mean some of them are interactive. Some of those toys and th- the games and things that the children figure out pretty quickly how to yes. play, but you're their favorite toy and you're right. the most important toy in their life and you need to be exactly. interacting
0: and they don't. Yeah, they're all they're, all the research tells us. That that actually slows development, yeah. slows language acquisition. So that we were so many other great toys. I know that I know. we don't need to resort to phones. Right, so just e- we'll even, put that out there. Even
1: your hands. Even your, yeah. mit, you know, you can yeah. be st- standing in the grocery line and pulling out their mittens and singing a song about putting on their mittens or whatever, exactly. and, you know, or. a... Something in your cart, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, kids, Toddlers at this t- age learn how to kick a ball, which is really exciting. They mm-hmm. figure out that their body can make something move forward. Wow. Mm-hmm. They can help take on and off their clothing, which can be <laughs> a, ni- a nightmare. Or, helpful or, and, not and helpful. And not so helpful. But yeah. really encouraging them to practice a little bit of that helpfulness of getting ready. I know it's easy to try to get out the door, and the challenge is getting a bunch of toddlers ready for outside time. But encouraging them to do some steps of it is always really useful useful for that fine motor and gross motor, you know, that motor planning, putting my leg in my snow pants and pull up, um, even going into the bathroom and, you know, pulling down their pants themselves, learning those important, important precursors to potty training. Um, They're learning how to scribble with crayons. They're learning that, boy, this thing in my hand makes a mark on that paper, giving them opportunities to hold crayons and things that are, you know, not permanent markers, as you all know, because that doesn't make it safe for them but um, they're learning also to feed themselves and so giving them opportunities to do that giving them foods that are cut into safe bite-sized pieces but that they can scoop and try to scoop with a spoon using um, spoons that are bigger in the handle so that their little chubby toddler hands can grab them and and have a firmer grasp on them is really useful too Um, but when we think of those red flags the interesting patterns of walking and movement that are concerning that you look at and you go, whoa, as you were saying, they're favoring that one side or they don't seem to be moving out of that stage. They're, they seem to be stuck. There seems to be a lag when I look at that toddler in relation to the whole group that has been moving along quite, quite the same since I've known that little person. So um, that would be a concern. And also that they don't they don't seem to notice their peers, or they don't yeah. s- imitate what they're doing, or, f- or seem curious about what they're doing.
0: Right. At this age, they're still going to do a lot of solitary play, right. but right. We, can, we know that children will start to move into some parallel play. Mm-hmm. And we want some social interaction. Right. it's not They're not going to be great playmates yet, mm-hmm. but we want to see that movement towards you know more playing next to somebody definitely and they will be grabbing each other's things because again they're just learning sure and And that we want plenty of things for them to have
1: that are age-appropriate and interesting and the word to remember too is engagement you know engage them in social connections which we'll talk more about in another um, but just engagement with the world and movement and that's going to spur on that motor development
0: so then when we look at the the next category, or uh, sort of a developmental age, we are looking at that. Older now, really not infant anymore, we're really solidly into toddlerhood at 18-month-old to the 2-year-old. Mm-hmm. And again, wow, we've seen this amazing growth in the these first two years. Yeah. Amazing, the difference from that little itty-bitty infant who was really dependent on... The parent and child care provider for everything mm-hmm. now this little independent two-year-old it's it's so much fun mm-hmm. it is so much fun and
1: they're learning to run well you mm-hmm. know not just kind of headlong and forward but actually more upright more core strength it's it's more of a appropriate kind of young preschooler walk you're going to see that and running they can jump with two feet. Wow, that's, Im- that's really impressive. They can walk up and down stairs with help, holding the railing, encouraging them to practice that. They, um, kids will adapt to when they feel unsure. They might turn around and do some scooting or whatever, but just making sure that you're allowing them opportunity to go up and down stairs and to practice that. Going up and down the slide ladder, as I said earlier, is really important too. Just that practicing. Giving opportunities for development is really key.
0: Oh, yeah, and within again the childcare environment, we want to see lots of gross motor opportunities mm-hmm. to, to engage. Uh, so, what you know, whether it's marching or you know doing um, holding hands and moving in circles and all the different things that you can think of to do with songs that help children keep moving and using their feet and using their arms. Mm-hmm. All of that's so important so that they keep moving, keep using energy, but also helps them in their coordination and development and peer interaction, social development. So all of that is very, very important we don't want kids sitting all day at a table.
1: No, it, they miss out on so many opportunities to explore and, and engage. And and the concern, the red flag, really would be that, ch- that toddler that doesn't show interest in any fine motor activities. So things like stacking blocks and knocking them over, you know, that's a great cause and effect activity that is so interesting to many, many toddlers and the child who doesn't seem to really want to try that or is ad- adverse to you getting them to be engaged in things like that. Coloring is an interesting puzzles. You know, puzzles are a great thing. They're, they have wonderful early puzzles with the little knobs on them to get started and a child that doesn't show any interest into that or putting things together or putting objects in buckets. When you see um, a child that's not engaged or interested in those things, that's a red flag. They're um, The toddler, once again, who has that limited interest, that kind of perseverative behavior where they seem to be going through the motions you know the child who's just has the the dolly on their lap and they're just maybe tap tapping the spoon on the baby's mouth but they're not really pretending to feed the baby Uh Um, the you know that imitation we should be seeing too so with motor activities um, it's just really important to make sure that once again that child is engaged in practicing using their whole body
0: right exactly
1: so finger plays dancing any of those things and they're watching you and the way you move and they're trying to mimic that we want to see that
0: and so at this age too we might be aware of maybe if a child is refusing to participate let's say in some kind of finger play finger painting or something with gooiness, or we might again, in our observation recording, be aware of sensory preferences and, mm-hmm. and and while we're not saying that we're going to look at a sensory processing disorder, we do want to be aware of are there many or is there a pattern here of a child that refuses different kinds of Textures or feelings or uh, senses when they feel things. Mm-hmm. And we want to be recording that again just so it helps us understand both behaviors and the child's ongoing development. Definitely. I mean, there are some kids who just don't want to touch pudding. Sure. But is it more than that? And right. that's where our keen observation and recording is very, very important.
1: Right. And we always look at that learning, communication, and you know, social interaction. And
0: so when you see
1: those red flags, really fine tune, watch, document, you know, through your observations, noticing all those important milestones and see if that's happening for every child that they're communicating, that they're really learning new skills. And that's, you know, when we look at fine motor and gross motor, that's so important.
0: Great. So that's wonderful, Priscilla. Um, our, we will continue this conversation on infants and toddlers uh, and our next podcast will look at social and emotional development. Great. Thank you. All right. That's all for now. See you next time.